Praise the Lord, church, and welcome to our Tuesday night session of Family and Friends. We are so glad that you have joined us tonight. What a tremendous time we had last night as we worshiped with the Elms family. And I'm so happy tonight to introduce to you someone that is no stranger to all of us, Brother Tyler Ritchie. What a great blessing that he is to all of us at the East Wind family. Works with our young people. He's been a tremendous blessing through this time with all the technology team and the tremendous work they're doing to bring the gospel to us in our homes and in our families with our uh, friends and relatives that come and gather around. It's such a great time for us to be able to just join together. So I'm so excited that uh, Brother Tyler Ritchie is bringing to us tonight the Word of God. And I know you're going to be blessed, so I just encourage you to gather around. And let's get ready to have church tonight. Now may God bless you in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, East Wind Pentecostal Church. So glad to be able to come to you tonight. And we're just so glad that we're able to share the Word of God with you. And I do feel a Word of God on my heart tonight, but... I just want to say I miss all of you guys so much, especially to all of our students. We miss being able to connect with you guys, have events, have our classes, and we're looking forward to being back together again, hopefully very soon in Jesus' name. I want to give honor to our pastor, amen, our great pastor. So thankful for his vision and so thankful for his vision, especially during this time and how, we're, how he just wants the gospel to go out at all times, no matter the situation. We're going to continue to share the word of God. All Jesus, all nations, all in, and uh, we're just so thankful for the Word of God that's gone forth every single night, and I know it's been a blessing to myself, and I trust it's been a blessing to you as well, and it's been great. Behind the scenes, I work, and I'm able to see how far-reaching it's been, how many countries. We've had, we've had countries all over the world in the past month that's tuned into our services. Every single state in the United States, we've had people watch from there, and it's just an exciting time to be a part of the church, and uh, we're just so excited about what God is doing during this time. And uh, I just want to share something that's been on my heart. I shared a little bit with it uh, with the youth about this, this what I've felt from God during this time, and I just want to share and expound upon that with all of us tonight. And if you would grab your Bibles, let's go ahead and turn to Hosea chapter 2. And we're going to read verse number 13, 14, 15, and 16. Hosea chapter 2, and uh, we'll go there and we'll read the Word of God. It says, And I will visit upon her, talking about Israel, I will visit upon her the days of Balaam, wherein she burned incense to them, and she decked herself with her earrings and her jewels. And she went after her lovers and forgot me, saith the Lord. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably to her. And I will give her her vineyards from thence and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishai, which means my husband, and thou shalt call me no more Baal, which means my master. There's coming a time, this prophecy says, where Israel will no longer call me master, but they will call me husband. And I want to back up just one verse, and I want to take just that middle part of that verse. It says, and I will give her the valley of Achor, 
for a door of hope. For a door of hope. And that's what I want to talk to us tonight about is the door of hope. The door of hope. Why don't you set your Bibles down and why don't you just gather around and let's, let's raise our hands and let's just ask God to speak to our hearts tonight. Would you join me in prayer right now? God, we love you, Lord. We love your word, God. We are so thankful, God, for your word. I pray, God, that you would anoint me to speak what you have put into my heart, God, and that you would help me, God, to convey it. God, in every person that watches this video, I pray, God, that you would anoint them to receive this word, God, that we may draw closer to you, God. I pray, Lord, reveal yourself in a deeper way, God, and move upon each and every one of us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. The door of hope. It's interesting that God uses this term, the door, because we do see all throughout the Word of God, we see this concept of a door. And it's interesting because God uses this concept of doors a lot. Man doesn't necessarily use it, but even at the beginning, really, of humanity, we see not too long into the history that we have in the Word of God, we see God talks about a door. And he comes to Cain in Genesis chapter 4 and verse 7. And he says, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? Cain was, was uh, frustrated about his, his, uh, his offerings and his, his, his burnt offerings not being accepted. And he said, if you do well, will you not be accepted? But he said this, if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. This is something that we begin to see when we look into the Word of God. God uses this phrase, the door. That there are doors that God opens and there's doors that God closes. We see this even in, our, in the text that we read where the Bible talks about God prophesying a door of hope would be opened to Israel. This is what we see and this is, this is what we begin to see. And if you go all the way to the end of the Bible now, we look at the beginning of the Bible. If you go all the way to the end of the Bible in Revelations, you will see the door still is prevalent in what God talks about. Revelations 3 and verse 8 says, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. This is interesting because this is where I feel like God has us right now. I feel like God has set before us an open door and no man can shut it. <laughs> We've been wondering, okay, when's this going to change? What's going to happen? But, but truly, I believe there's an open door that no man can shut right now. Right now, the gospel is being preached like never before. Right now, the word of God is going forth on the airways like, like it's never gone forth on the airways. And I think this is just a part of God's plan. And this is just a piece of the puzzle of what's going to happen at the end time where it's all going to connect. But there is this door that God talks about. And I truly believe that God takes us through different seasons. If you continue on in that chapter, you'll read that it says, Behold, I stand at the door. Now this door is talking about the door of our lives, the door of our heart. He said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and will open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with 
me. There is a door of hope, ladies and gentlemen, that you and I have. There is, there is this, this opportunity, and it's something that's interesting about God. God opens doors, and God closes doors. And a lot of times, we don't understand why God does that. But God does do that. Right now, we're in a season where we probably don't understand. If you understand it, let me know, because... I don't know if I quite understand what's happening, but I feel like God has given me some direction, but, but we just got to trust in God no matter what situation we're faced with. We just got to continue to trust in the plan of God. We've got to continue to trust in the word of God. We got to trust that whatever door he has opened in our lives, that he's going to do something great in any situation. And this is what we see when we look into the Word of God. When we read the pages of the Word of God, we begin to see these things that God has powerful, powerful things there. You know, there's a quote that I find very interesting. Alexander Graham Bell gives us this quote, and you probably have heard the beginning portion of it. It says, when one door closes, another opens. That's, that, that is a very profound statement. I believe that to be true. I believe that to be true, especially when you look at the Word of God. You can see that, yes, that is true. When one door closes, another opens. What he says next, I think, is very powerful as well. He says, but we often look so long and regretfully upon the closed door that we do not see the one which has opened for us. I found that statement to be so profound because this is what I believe God has been putting into my heart. I, yes, we love to gather here in the sanctuary, and I'm recording right here from our sanctuary. Yes, we love to have this place full and the music going and the worship, and we can all remember the presence and the power of God that we feel when we gather together and worship Him. But there's something special that I believe God is doing right now. And if we're not careful, we can fall into the trap of looking at what we don't have and not realizing what we do have. We can be so busy yearning to be back in these, in these brand new seats that we have here in our sanctuary. We can be so busy yearning and looking back and re reminiscing of the times that we used to have that we do not even realize what God is trying to do and the door that has opened to us right now. And my challenge to you tonight is this, is that you would stop wishing for, for things to change and stop wishing for things to, to happen. Those things are going to change. They're going to happen in time. But in the season that God has you in, I challenge you to say, God, whatever you're doing right now, I want to have access to that door. I want to do everything that I can in this time, in this moment, to, to make the best of what you have planned for me right now. I believe this is what God wants us to have. I believe this is what God desires for you and I. There is this door of hope that has been opened to us. And, and you know, if we, we begin to look into the Bible, one story stands out to me that I want to share with you today. Joseph. Joseph is a character that I'm sure we're probably all aware of. Joseph is a prominent character in the Bible. Movies have been made about him and stories multiple times have been told about him. But I want to talk to you about Joseph's character because I believe we can gain something from Joseph that we need to, we need to apply to our lives. You see, Joseph had a lot of doors closed to him. The first door that we see that was closed to him was his home. 
His brothers got jealous of of the dreams that he had, of the plans that he had, of the relationship that he had with his father, of the the dreams that he had of what God was going to do with him, that, that his brothers contrived this plan to cast Joseph out of the home. And we find that now Joseph has the door to his home closed and another door opens. A door probably we don't like to think about. But that first door that opened was the pit. He finds himself in the pit. His brothers take him and throw him into this pit and go and tell his father that, hey, Joseph has died. Look at his coat. They put animals' blood on it. So look at his coat. He's died. And they eventually take him from that pit and they sell him into slavery. And he ends up at a man named Potiphar's house. He ends up at Potiphar's house and there he is a slave and now he's there and he's working hard and he's doing everything that he can. And and, uh, the Bible says that Joseph rose to the top of Potiphar's house. He rose to the top, meaning that Potiphar put everything in his hand. Everything that Potiphar had, he put in Joseph's hand. He entrusted it to him because Joseph was a righteous man and he did whatever he could. He did well everywhere that he was. He, he did everything that he could to be a righteous person. You say, yes, we've heard the story before, but I want you to put yourself in the shoes of Joseph. Joseph has been stripped from his family, been stripped from his friends. He he is stripped and he's in a completely different situation now. His family, he can't talk to his family like he used to. He can't talk to his friends like he used to. He's not in the comfort of his own home like he used to. All of his routines and everything has changed. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) Everything has changed. But Joseph... Instead of getting a pity party, instead of, you know, folding his arms and getting mad at God, instead of looking back and saying, oh, do you remember the times of his home? I'm sure he did. I'm sure he thought about his home and his family a lot. I'm sure he thought about his fathers, but but we don't have that recorded. What we do have recorded is that Joseph, whenever he, when another door was open to him, Joseph never got bitter. Joseph never got mad. Joseph went through that door and said, All right, God, what can I do in this new place that you have me in right now? That's what you and I need to have. That's what God wants us to have inside of us. God, wherever you take me, whatever you put me through, whatever situation I find myself in, God, I'm going to do what you want me to do. God, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to serve you. No matter if it's in a different location, no matter if it's in a different place, no matter what I may be going through, God, I'm going to worship you and serve you and do the right thing no matter what. And God caused Joseph to rise in Potiphar's house. Ladies and gentlemen, if you keep that same mindset, if you keep that same mentality that Joseph had during this time, let me tell you, God's going to cause you to rise in the midst of this situation, in the midst of this changing time, when this new door has opened to you. It doesn't matter. The door may look like like, like there's no hope in it, but let me tell you something. Even in the pit, even in Potiphar's house, there's a door of hope. 
Why? Because God can put His favor on you and God can bless you and God can take you. And if you're willing to say, God, I'm going to do whatever is right. God, I'm going to serve you with everything that I have. God's going to bless you. And so Joseph goes from Potiphar's house and then we know the story that now he finds himself in the prison. Because while trying to do the right thing, Potiphar's wife lied about him said that Joseph tried to force himself on her. And Potiphar then says, all right, Joseph, you're going to prison. Joseph now finds himself in prison. Joseph finds himself being wrongfully, falsely accused. And, and, and Joseph finds himself now in prison. I would like to think if I was Joseph, I probably wouldn't have had the same reaction Joseph had. All right, God, you put me in the pit. I got out of that. Then I got, I got into Potiphar's house and man, things got better. But now I find myself in the prison. God, why is this happening? Why, is that, why, why do I find myself confined to this place? What are you trying to do? We don't find Joseph questioning God. We don't find Joseph doing, asking those questions. We find Joseph doing what he's always done. Joseph would do what's right. Joseph reached out and helped his fellow prisoners. Joseph, the Bible says, became the head prisoner. And everything was committed into Joseph's hand, even as a prisoner. The jailer pretty much put him in charge of everything. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in. It doesn't matter how, how dark, how bleak your situation may be. Let me tell you, there's a door of hope whenever you say, God, I'm going to continue to serve you no matter what. God, I'm going to continue to serve you in the midst of any situation. And Joseph, Joseph would rise to the top. And ladies and gentlemen, you and I are going to rise to the top. We're going to do everything. If we say, God, I'm going to do everything that you want me to do, we're going to rise to the top and God's going to bless us. God's going to bless us. The progression of Joseph's doors is almost over because we know that finally another door opened that led to the palace. Another door opened that led to the palace. And this is what we see, ladies and gentlemen, that God was able to take every situation. God was able to take everything he was going through and God was able to work it all together for good. For we know all things work together for good to them that love God, who are the called according to His purpose. We know that all things work together. What you meant for evil, God can make it for good. And this is something that we see when we look. And finally, He makes His way to the palace where He's able to, where he's able to help so many people. But let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You can't wait till you get to the palace to begin to help people. You can't wait you know, till, till you get there to help people. you got to help people in Potiphar's house. you got to help people in the prison. you got to help people everywhere you go. Because if you keep that, what God's looking for is that character. If you have that character, He's going to be able to trust you. If you can say, God, I'm going to serve you with everything I got now. Let me tell you something. Coming out of this, God can bless you like he's never blessed you before. Why? Because he's tested your character. Because he's tested who you are. Who you really are and who you're going to be. The, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a door of hope. 
We have a door of hope. And that hope is Jesus Christ. That hope is saying, God, I'm going to serve you. God, I'm going to love you. God, I'm going to do what you've called me to do. I'm not going to follow my own thoughts. I'm not going to follow what this world says. But God, I'm going to follow what you tell me to do. That's what God wants for you and I. That's what God desires for you and I. You know, even Jesus himself talked about the door. John chapter 10 He says this in verse number 7, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. He is the door. He is the door of the sheep. He said, All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. He said, But I am the door. By me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. And then he says this, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to a door of hope in any situation. A door of hope in any problem. A door of hope in any sickness. And that is Jesus Christ. You can find Jesus Christ in the middle of any trial, in the middle of any test. You can find Jesus right there and He will lead you to green pastures. He will lead you beside still waters. He will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. Why? Because He's the door of hope in any situation. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a door of hope and it's Jesus Christ. You just close your eyes and lift up your head and you call upon the name of Jesus. You have hope in your life. If you will call upon the Lord, there is hope in your life. If you make up your mind, God, I'm going to serve you. Let me tell you, there is hope in your life. There is hope in you and I, ladies and gentlemen, when we begin to serve the, the Lord. Why? Because He is the door of hope. He is the door. So it doesn't matter what your situation is. He's the door out. He's the door into any situation, into any blessing that you need. And He's the door out of any problem that's taken over your life. But ladies and gentlemen, when you're in a new season, just like Joseph found himself in new season after new season after new season, a lot of times a new season It may not be better than where you were. You may not see this season right now as better than what it was a month and a half ago. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. God still is doing great things in our midst. God has something special during this time. And what you and I must do, what you and I have to do is say, God, it doesn't matter the situation. I'm yours and you are my hope. God, it doesn't matter what I go through. You can put me in a pit. You can put me in Potiphar's house. You can put me in a prison. You can put me in a palace and I'm still going to do the right thing. I'm still going to help people. I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to serve you. I'm still going to do what's right no matter the situation that's put in front of me. That is, ladies and gentlemen, the door of hope. And the great thing about living for God Serving God 
is not only in this life do we have hope, but we have hope in the life that is to come. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he said, if we have hope in this life only in Christ Jesus, he said, we are of all men most miserable. Meaning this, don't just hope for Christ in this life, but you've got to know that God has a hope for you in the next life. And I don't care even if your whole life is spent in a prison. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a palace that is coming sooner or later, just a few chapters later from where Jesus said, I am the door. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. He said, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you. He said, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. He has gone to prepare a place for us. He has a place prepared for us. Now, when you study this chapter, a lot of times we talk about this meaning heaven. And we talk about this thinking about heaven. But ladies and gentlemen, this is not necessarily what is applied. I believe we can take that from this. But if you begin to look at this chapter and you look at it in its entirety, this is what Jesus is saying. He says, I'm getting ready to go away and I'm getting ready to prepare a place for you. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to receive you unto myself. Some scholars believe that this, this passage that Jesus is referring to, it lines up perfectly with what would happen when somebody proposes to another. When a man would come and propose to a beautiful young lady, he would say, hey, I'm going to go back to my father's house and I'm going to prepare a place for you. Or I'm going to build a room for you. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a beautiful picture because in the next few verses that are to follow in John chapter 14, Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost that is put inside of us. He said, I'm going to come back and He said, I'm going to put my Spirit inside of you. I'm, he said, I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. And He talks about all of these powerful scriptures that are in John chapter 14. But I believe all of those scriptures are really that place. And the Spirit of God is that place that God has prepared for us. It is a place that is prepared for us. And it's a different type of relationship that God has prepared for you. And if I'm talking to somebody today, maybe you say, well, I've been in church all of my life. I've been in church. I know the Bible. I've read the Bible frontwards and backwards. You know, what more do I need to do? I've been raised in church, all those kinds of things. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, God wants to have a relationship with you. And it's not a relationship as a friend. You know, we see a friend relationship back in the Old Testament, but that's not the type of relationship God is talking about here. We start to see in the New Testament the relationship of God is the husband and we are his bride. You talk about an intimate relationship. The Bible says, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. The church is the bride and he is the husband. And God wants to have a special relationship with, with you and I, ladies and gentlemen. It is that door of hope that God wants to give to us. And could it be, this is what I feel during this season. Could it be 
that God wants to reveal Himself in a relationship to you as something that is greater, as a husband. If we go back to Hosea, that's what we read. Verse 14 says, Therefore I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. And I will give her her vineyards from thence in the valley of Achor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. Now look at this verse. And it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me husband and shalt call me no more my master. Ladies and gentlemen, God is our master. God is our God. But He wants you to understand. He wants to be a husband. He wants that most intimate relationship on the planet with you. You know, the Bible says that God is a jealous God. I don't believe that God is just a jealous God, meaning that you can't have any other relationship, that you just got to go sit on a hill somewhere and only, only think about God. No, here's what I believe. I believe God wants to be the most important relationship in your life. And ladies and gentlemen, God can't be the most important relationship in your life if all you do is just see Him on Sunday and see Him on Wednesday. And what I believe is happening during this time is God is being able to reveal Himself in this intimate relationship like never before. God is saying, I want them to be able to take me home with them. I want my people to have a relationship that's not tied to a building, but to have a relationship that's tied to me, and then to have a relationship that's an everyday relationship, a relationship that's like a husband and a wife that love each other deeply, a relationship to where you wake up and you talk to each other, you, you talk to each other throughout the day, you, 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 you give words of affirmation, and you, you, you worship each other, and th- this, is, this is the type of relationship that God desires for you and I to have with Him. At that day, thou shalt call me my husband, and thou shalt call me no more Baal. Ladies and gentlemen, this is that door of hope. As I wrap this up, this is that door of hope. And I challenge you, and I challenge myself, don't miss what we are going through. Don't be looking back so much that you don't realize the door of hope that has been opened to you. Don't be wishing for, for the past church services and the past relationship with God that you used to have. God is wanting to strengthen your relationship with Him like never before in this time. There is a door of hope, ladies and gentlemen, that has been opened to us. And like God told Cain, if you do well, shall you not be accepted? But if you don't do well, Sin lieth at the door. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a door of hope. It's Jesus Christ. He said, I am the door. And if you go to Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, I read this verse again. He said, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man do not discount yourself, don't say, this is not for me. This, God can't love me. You don't know what I've done. Let me tell you, it says that any man will open the door. I believe, ladies and gentlemen, that God has shut the doors to the church.
so he can go to the door of your house and he can knock on that door. And if any man will open the door of their home to him, you'll see a different relationship with God than you've ever seen. He won't no longer be your master that's ruling with an iron fist. He won't no longer just be a friend that you visit once or twice a week, but he will become like a husband to you. And you will become like his bride. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants access into your life like never before. God wants you to realize, not that you can't have any other relationship, but He wants Him to be the most important relationship. He said, if any man will open the door, I will come in to him. And I will sup with him, and he will sup with me. We will spend time together. We will, we will join together. We will, we will talk together. We will spend, you know, just, just quality time in each other's presence. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the greatest hope that we have in this world, is to shut this entire world out, is to turn off all of the media, to turn off the fear, and to open up the Word of God, and to open up our hearts, and to open up the door of our life, and say, God, come in. And spend time with Him. And He will spend time with you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the door of hope. There is a door of hope. There is a door of hope. Yes, I don't care what you're going through right now. I don't care what's been stripped away from you. I don't care if your job's been taken away from you. I feel sorry for that. But let me tell you something. That is not the end of the story. God is the author and the finisher of our faith. God is the one that is in control of every door that is opened and closed in our lives. And let me tell you something. If you're stripped away from your family, if you're stripped away from your friends, and if you feel like you've been put into Potiphar's house, or if you have been feel like you've been put into a prison you just wait ladies and gentlemen because God is preparing a door for you that's going to open you up to greater blessings than you've ever thought it's going to open you up to the dreams that God has given to you it's going to open up that door of hope I wonder right now if we could enter into a time of prayer I'm all done, but I want to pray with you, ladies and gentlemen. I want to pray together, and I believe that God is going to do something great in our midst. He's going to come in and reveal Himself in a deeper way to have a deeper relationship with Him. No more will you say, I'm a friend of God. No more will you say that God is my God, but then you will begin to say, God is my husband. God, God is, God is everything to me. God is with me 24 7 God is not confined to a building where some of us kept kept him confined but now God is released into my home God is released into my life God is released into my schedule I that, that that's what my primary thought will be about I wonder if you would lift up your hands right now and if you would just ask God to come in would you just in your mind picture God knocking at the door of your heart right now for behold he stands at the door and knocks and would you open the door so he can come in so he can come into your life oh god we open up the door of our heart
God, we give you access, oh God. God, we're not perfect, oh God, but you can come in, God, and make us perfect. God, rearrange whatever needs to be rearranged in my life. God, have access into my home, oh Lord. God, I don't want to just have a relationship with you on Sunday. God, I don't just want to have a relationship with you on Wednesday, God, but I want you on Monday in my life. I want you on Tuesday, God, to be there when I wake up, oh God. Tell God, I want to talk to you when I'm in my car on the way to work. God, I want to talk to you, oh God, when I'm lying down, oh God, in the morning, in the evening, oh God. I want to have this relationship with you. God, I pray right now that you would touch each and every person. God, I pray, Lord, that your revelation would go forth. I pray, God, that you would help them, oh God, to see the relationship that you desire to have with them right now. God, I pray, oh Lord, that you would open up that door of hope right now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have never received the Holy Ghost, if you've never received the Spirit of God inside of your life, all you have to do is open the door right now and say, God, come inside of me and just begin to worship Him. Just begin to love on Him and you'll begin to, you'll begin to feel, you'll begin to feel something in your, in your heart and it'll begin to build up and, and the Bible says that you'll begin to speak in an unknown language. It's a language, it's a language that only you and God can speak. It's a language that only you and God know what's happening. You just begin to worship Him if you had the Holy Ghost. I wonder if you begin to just speak in that heavenly language right now. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, begin to worship Him and God will fill you right now. This is the hope that I'm talking about. This is the door that God has been talking about. It's that door that can be opened unto you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. God, have access to my life. I want you more, God, than ever before. God, it's taken you stripping away other things. God, for me to realize the relationship, God, I need to have with you. You want me to have with you. God, thank you for stripping away some things during this season. God, thank you, oh Lord. God, for doing what you've done during this season, God, because now I get to understand this deeper level, this new door, God, that you have for me. God, help me, oh Lord, not to wish for the things of the past, but God, help me, oh Lord, to live in the moment right here and now and to say, oh God, whatever you have for me, I'm going to do the best God, that I can in whatever situation that I'm a part of. I want to pray for somebody right now. I want to pray for someone right now that feels like, you know what, that you feel bitterness coming up or anger coming up inside of you because of some things that you've been dealing with. I want to pray for you right now that you'll be able to release those things and that you would be free to live for God and to serve God and to worship God in any situation. Right now, by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the authority of the Word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus oh Lord I pray oh Lord that bitterness and anger and fear God would be released from your people oh God that they would stop looking back at what could be God and that they would start looking ahead oh Lord to the plans that you have for them God that we would not miss what we have in this time that we would not miss this opportunity God God, but that we would worship you like never before. 
God, but that we would get a resilience like never before. That we would get a character, oh God, like never before. God, that we would get a determination to say, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to do, God, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to serve you in all of this. I pray that you would continue praying. Brother Richie's going to come on with a short message, but I, I challenge you, find a place. Just like Jesus said, go into a prayer closet right now and pray to your Father which is in secret. Oh, and God will meet you there. Go spend some time with God right now and build that relationship like you've never had the relationship with God before. Jesus Christ is your door of hope. And that door is open to you, not in a church building, but the door is open to you right now in your home. God bless you in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everyone. I want to thank you for joining us here at East Wind Pentecostal Church. And we want you to know that if you'd like to be baptized in Jesus' name, we can do that for you today. We can do it here at the church. We have a baptismal here at the church. We'll even come to your home if you have a swimming pool. We can baptize you in your swimming pool. It's that important for us to help you to be baptized in Jesus' name. We also want you to know that if you'd like to learn more about the Word of God, more about the Bible, that we have experienced teachers that can come to your home, teach you a home Bible study. We can even do a video chat. Whatever works for you, we want you to know that we're here for you. Also, very important, if you need prayer, we have prayer teams that can come to your house, pray for you at your home, or you can even send in your prayer request here to the church. We just want you to know that we're here for you and that we want to do anything that we can to help you in these trying times with your walk with the Lord. You can visit us at www.eastwind.church and our phone number is 321-723-2030. God bless.